Hello, this is uh, Toothy Toad. This is Dr. Walter Aka, and I have the pleasure. Well, I don't know if it's pleasure anymore. I mean, you know, he's a good guy, and and you know, you if you were listening to the last podcast, you know that I was going to be bringing him on, but he's also going to be going to oral surgery, and you know, uh, everybody knows how I feel about oral surgeons and everything that goes on with that. But maybe he can change my mind. Maybe he can get me to actually appreciate and like oral surgeons for the people that supposedly they are, not for the you know the 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 egotistical maniacs that they come across. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so anyway, <laughs> uh, I would like to introduce to hopefully a future friend of mine. Doc, uh, I shouldn't even say doctor yet. You know, I don't want to insult anybody. I don't want to insult you because I know that you want to earn that title. But Mister Amin Salah, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? Thanks how- for having me on, doctor. Yeah, I really man. Appreciate it. No, no, no. I I appreciate you coming on. I, you're my first soon to be oral surgeon. Mm-hmm. right and uh yeah. a lot of people you know would sit there and go okay i can't believe you did this but i want to hear your side of the story for me i want to actually hear you i want to hear the story from dental school because i'm out of yeah. the game i've been out of the game for a while but you're not you're in the game right now so i want to yeah. hear that story i want to hear first year second year what got you into dentistry so before i jump ahead and you know go too far let's start from the beginning tell people right. about you okay so uh, actually, in the beginning, I didn't want to be a dentist. Uh, I wanted to be an astronaut. And uh, that's so I crazy. Went, this is the fiftieth yeah. anniversary of the moon landing. It was meant to be. Right. So um, yeah, uh, I like I planned out my entire life, like go to MIT, be a mechanical engineer, aerospace engineer, and then uh, hopefully go to the moon or like go to space because that's my dream. Uh, then I realized the space program's not doing pretty great, and um, I realized that that wasn't my like my calling, but I grew up watching uh, medical shows like Grey's Anatomy and House. So, I loved House, uh, by the way. Loved House. Yeah, House is incredible, but the way medicine is practiced is a little impractical yeah, on that for show. For sure, don't. No, yeah. we don't care about that. We don't care about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, you know, Grey's exactly. Anatomy is not the same either. But go ahead. No. Um. So I was like, I really like surgery and I like medicine. What can I do? And l- fortunate for me, my dad is a periodontist. Um, so he's a good guy he's a smart guy he's a well-respected guy see i don't understand where this whole oral surgery thing came from but go ahead completely i'm sorry let me explain myself you'll get there hopefully go ahead yes exactly so he is fortunate enough to show me what dentistry is like how you can kind of live your life as a dentist and uh be comfortable while providing such a great quality of care um so he introduced me to a bunch of different specialties uh general dentistry uh ortho um, uh, he let, made me work in a dental lab for a while and then he introduced me to like oral surgery and when I shadowed the oral surgeon at that moment I was like this is it this is what it's meant to be for me because it's a perfect combination of both medicine and dental in my opinion it is and, it's true it's true yeah so um, and because I have such a huge interest in medicine I uh, I find that specialty to be a complete specialty, and it allows me to provide the quality of care that I want for my patients to like treat them as a whole rather than just one area. So, well, you know, that's yeah. for the people that are listening who are dentists, they will argue with you and say that dentistry is a is a you know profession that treats the whole, right? I mean, yeah. but we just happen to focus in on the entrance of yes. the body, right? Without your mouth, you wouldn't be able to nutrition, right? Mm-hmm. Without your mouth, yeah. you wouldn't have any of the protective uh, uh, qualities of, of of your full body. 
Exactly. Right? So yeah. again, you know, I, I see what you're saying, but again, I gotta play devil's advocate just because again, yeah. I don't understand what why I gotta talk to your dad. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta talk to your dad. I don't know why he even introduced you to an oral surgeon, but go ahead. Believe it or not, he he's actually supportive. Yet occasionally he's like, Are you sure you wanna do oral? Why not perio? Come My on. man. <laughs> yeah. So uh Dr. Vahid that you had on from before is actually working with my dad. Right. Yeah. So she, told, she said, yeah, that. yeah. Um, but, uh, he's supportive. And, uh, I think that with my background in perio, I won't be one of those egotistical oral surgeons. See? Um, there you go. So you admit so, that they're egotistical. Good. <laughs> so no. there is a story behind that. <laughs> Please go ahead. Please go ahead. I'm not messing with you, by the way. I, no, I, I'm no, completely I know. messing around. Um, but, things do come from somewhere. Right. You know? um, I actually just finished my externship at Washington Hospital for about a week. That's, and, a, good, um, that's a good residency. Yes, it's yeah. an incredible residency right. program. And um, you just find such a wide range of people. And uh, it's just, you see the ones that fit that criteria that you believe in and the ones that are completely don't. And it all just depends on the person. And so that's kind of like the mentality you have to have, like going through dental school or just who you want to be as a doctor. Um, so yeah, uh, getting into dental school, everyone freaks out about it, the DAT and all that stuff. Um, what I would say about any sort of entrance exams or anything like that, don't worry about the numbers. Really? Everyone focuses because like everyone always focuses on like okay this school only takes this amount this school only takes that amount I need to have this grade I need to have that grade use those as a reference yeah but don't let them stop you I know so many people who had good enough grades good enough uh aspects of their life that they could have got in they just didn't apply because those numbers scared them nice okay and, I like that yeah so it's just like just recently uh our cycle just passed through I'm not gonna name any names. But uh, there was a person who could have applied and got into an oral surgery program, but he thought his CBSC score, which I'll go into more on that, wasn't competitive enough. And the person who got into the residency program that he wanted to had his score. Wow. So it was just all about just being confident enough to say, this is who I am. Let me put it out there. And the worst that they exactly. can say is no. Yeah, exactly. You're, you don't lose anything because like, you can only gain from applying. And it's honestly how I got into dental school. So what happened was um, we needed to have like school referrals like from the actual institution. And uh, when I went to go get that, because I was a transfer student, the person was like, oh, you don't have enough credits. Uh, you need to uh, have taken this many classes and your, your GPA is not, fit, not good enough. You're going to have to do a master's, stay an extra two years and blah, 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 like all this stuff. No, it's funny that you mentioned that. I actually had the same situation. The guy said to uh, the lady actually said to me, "You know what? Based on what I see, you mm -hmm. are not a good candidate, and I don't feel comfortable yeah. writing that letter for you." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Okay, but I still have to take my DATs." And she was like, "Oh no, it doesn't matter. You're probably not going to get in. Don't worry about it. Take a post back, which is post back baccalaureate, basically yeah. an additional year of." classes that you would take in dental school and i said well let me go ahead and try and one thing about me is i'm completely stupid when it comes to what people tell me i can't and can't do i pretty much ignore them right so yeah. i ignored her went okay, good. And i ignored her i did i ignored her went and took the dat studied all summer took the dat's did well enough right 
when I got into dental school, this is how this this is when you can say that I'm a bit of a dick. Because when <laughs> I what I ended up doing was I went back and showed her my my acceptance letter from multiple oh schools. Oh my god! I did, I did. I wanted to do that so badly. Yeah, Yo, you should. <laughs> oh my god! It makes you feel so good. You know, if if you were my wife, I'm sure she'd probably be like, "Oh, well, I would just let it go." No, screw that. So I went back, showed her all. I said, "Here's." So I literally went to her office. Oh, I have an appointment with her. Did I went to her office, put it on the table, spread it out, and I said, "This is exactly why you should quit your job, because yeah. you are the reason why a lot of people don't even go after their dreams, because you yeah. crushed them before they even have an opportunity." Yeah, exactly. Packed up my like, stuff and walked right out. Like, what what is up with that? I don't understand. And me and you aren't the only people I've heard. Tons of stories, and uh, three or four people from my class who were actually from where I graduated, like UMBC, they all told me the same thing. They were like, "Yeah, she also told me that I wasn't competitive enough to get in and whatever." But it actually hurt me when I heard that. So, but then I called the dental school, and then I explained to them my situation, and then they kind of chuckled, and then they were like, "Just apply." See? And so I was like, "Okay." That's awesome. Here I am. That's awesome. So let's talk about, let's start from the beginning, right? So I always like to ask people, you know, um, when it comes to dentistry, what got you into dentistry besides the fact that, you know, hey, my dad is a dentist and, you know, I was really thinking this way. What, when did you know that dentistry was for you? Uh, so my dad, that whole excuse that people say, like, oh, my dad's a dentist, so I'm going to become a dentist. He actually just, he gives me the opportunity to explore what I want to explore. Cause like he helped me with like the astronaut and all that stuff. Right. Um, so what I always knew medicine and dentistry, like it, it's a little complicated because, um, when you, I don't, it's tough to tell when <laughs> was the exact time that I, I, I realized that dentistry was it. It's because, I've like always known right. that I was going to do dental. Right, right. And like, uh, I just, I know for a fact that 100% when I wanted to do dentistry was around, uh, freshman year of high school. That's awesome. Yeah. And then it was throughout my high school when I was going through like the different, uh, specialties and kind of exploring and seeing what was happening. And it was around my junior year or sophomore junior year when I decided on oral surgery. Okay. Well, but, let, let yeah. me ask you this. You know, when it comes to your dad being the periodontist, I'm sure once you started school, people heard, hey, his dad is a periodontist, his dad is a, do- you know, dentist or whatever. Did you find that people looked at you differently? Like, I, I, I sometimes think that some people are basically just full of themselves thinking, oh, well, I got in because of my dad or whatever it may be, right? Do people actually think, hey, man, he probably got in because of his dad or whatever it may be? So it depends on the person and how they are. Right. For example, I'm not a dick who kind of like goes around saying like, oh yeah, my dad's a dentist and like this, I, he helped me get in and all that stuff or like blah, blah, blah. Like I, I don't say anything there and the go. people who know about it know about it. And it's just, it's, I guess being humble. I don't know, like just using the opportunities you have without right. stepping over people. That's awesome. So yeah. That's awesome. So I haven't had anyone kind of. Uh, hate on me or anything like that but i do get looks whenever people realize um like my history they're they're kind of like oh this guy he's uh arrogant or like he knows everything or something like that well i mean now 
now you're going to have hundreds and thousands of people. <laughs> so yeah, so this, this podcast surgeon, is not so. going to help you out at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to know but, now. Yeah. When at least it, that way I have an excuse. There you go. <laughs> when it comes to first year, I want you to go over the first year with me. You know, yeah. my first year was miserable, right? Because uh-huh. you're coming in, you're anxious. You're just like, oh, my God, I, I need to fit in. I need to do everything that everybody else is doing, right? And you're competing with people that were top of their classes. In, in college and now you're all put in one area so the tension and the competitiveness is crazy right yeah. how was yep. you how was it for you so for me it was actually worse than i i can't compare with other people but for me it was bad for the sense that i never had a study habit kind of throughout uh undergrad so when i came into freshman year like you're saying freshman and i think third year are some of the hardest years in dental school because they're both very new. As in freshman year, you're bombarded with all the basic sciences and you just have to memorize them and memorize all like in a very short period of time. And I, because I didn't have a study habit, I wasn't doing that well. And like you said, it was very competitive and I, I was like comparing myself with these people with like 4.0s and like really had like knew their stuff. So it was pretty difficult for me for my freshman year. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, but that's a, what that's... I would say, yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. No, I was going to say it, every year you kind of make what you want out of it. So if you want to get a 4.0, like straight up, which I needed to for oral surgery, uh, you would have a pretty miserable time. But like if you kind of want to under- learn the material and kind of just focus on that aspect, you might have a better time. But it's still one of the hardest years, in my opinion. So let me let me ask you this: as a as a somebody who wants to specialize, did you find that you know you had to focus on the numbers? Because you said at the beginning, "Hey, I don't I don't need to focus on the numbers. Don't focus on the numbers because yeah. that's going to eliminate any opportunity that you may have." Right? Do you yeah. feel like now, as a, a student who wants to specialize, you have to focus on the numbers? And do you think that that actually hindered you from learning dentistry in general? Um, yes and no, because I still have that mentality. Um, I haven't been focusing on the numbers. I've been focusing on learning the material and just applying and doing my best in that regard. I have an upward, upwards like trend showing that I have been improving every year. But in all honesty, my numbers are not that great compared to like all the other people who want to specialize. Or man, man, the other people humble. in my class. You yeah. are humble. I, I, most oral surgeons or people that want to go into oral surgery don't talk like this. You know, they're like, "I'm the best," and uh, well, that's it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm being honest. Like, I when I say my numbers are bad, like I mean they're not that great. Right. So, like, no. yeah. You know, I, I will say this, and I know for sure that you're 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 good. Don't worry about that part. You know, but the one thing is, I mean, this is this is tooth be told for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. I exactly. want to get people on here that are completely honest with our listeners because there are students that listen that want to go into dental school, right? Mm-hmm. That want to be in your position. And don't forget that, right? One thing that I always yeah. tell everybody is you got to understand that there is somebody killing to try to get into the position you're in. Even when you're miserable in dental school, there is somebody yeah. looking at you going, man, I wish I was him. Because that, that was me back in the day. 
I, I would, I mean, I saw the dental students wearing the scrubs and I was like, man, that's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? Once I got into those scrubs, I said, what the hell was I thinking? This is the stupidest <laughs> shit I've ever got myself into. But at the time, I was like, man, that's awesome. I mean, I, I mean, I literally to this day, I'm still friends with most of them. Uh, and I, I look up to them. I still do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your first year is all academics. You're basically learning a lot, right? You're trying to understand where, what tooth anatomy looks like you're trying to memorize a lot of stuff did you find that that hindered you from really learning because you were just trying to memorize or did you say you know what i have to do it differently than everybody else Hmm. so yeah we had to learn all that information i think what hindered me the most was my previous experience in dentistry so having working with my dad um i kind of felt like I knew what I had to really learn and what I didn't. So um, a lot of stuff, a lot of like little details on like uh, bone formations, like uh, histology, all that stuff, I kind of brushed under the rug. And now getting more and more experience going on rotations at like oral surgeries and like different programs, I realized I needed to know all that. (laughs) So like every information that they kind of throw at you is important. Uh, in a way, but it depends on what you're going to use. So I think what hindered me the most was my previous experience in dentistry. Okay, well, and, let, yeah. let's let's expand on that, right? Okay. So the good thing is they tell you, hey, you should, you know, uh, shadow a dentist. You should shadow a mm-hmm. uh, hygienist. You should shadow, you know, a, a dental, you know, um, uh, lab tech, right? Yeah. But you're saying to me that once you start dental school, you're starting so basic that you basically have to wash away everything that you learned. Yeah. Explain explain that. Like, what was some of the things that you had to wash away because you figured either you didn't do it properly or maybe it was a shortcut that you can't do in dental school? I think majority of it is the shortcuts. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Because, like, in dental school, they have to be very rigid and they have to kind of be very meticulous about things. And um, in private practice or in, like, real life, uh, as much as we want to be like that, like how we are in dental school, reality is, like, cost of items, um, timing, patient management. Like, there's so much that is going on that... You tend to make shortcuts here and there. Not saying everyone does, but it tends to be like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's it's kind of like a it's a tough question, right? It's, it's catch twenty two, right? Because yeah, exactly. In, in, when you're in when you're um, working, you know that time is money. You yeah. know that a patient doesn't want to sit there forever. So you learn to say, okay, let me just hurry up and do this. Uh, maybe when I cut the tooth, I don't check it 50 times. Yeah, I cut the tooth, look at it once, okay, I need to adjust this, and I do that, right? But yeah. when you're in dental school, you literally cut, look, cut, look, look. So now something that should take you five minutes in practice is taking mm-hmm. you an hour in dental school. Yeah. Again, you have to remember to wash all that away. So yeah. now let's go into your second year. So you you you're, you did well. You got through first year. You know your parents are still happy with you. You're proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you get to second year. What's different from first and second year? What was the biggest difference? Lab work. Okay. That was that's pretty much it. It's the same amount of coursework, uh, like in terms of exams and uh, courses that you take, but it's more clinical in the sense that you start taking like uh, uh, fixed uh fixed you start taking remo you start 
uh, working on making dentures, uh, crown preps, all that stuff. Okay, so, so when, you have lab work, yeah. right? So when you say fix, you're talking about like fixed dentures, like ma- basically like dental bridges and stuff like exactly. that, something that gets screwed in uh, or or glued in. And then mm-hmm. if you when you say remo, you're talking about removable dentures, correct? Okay, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I'll, I'll abbreviate. No, 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 it's, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I just want to make sure that the people that aren't dentists listening. Yeah, aren't going, man. With these guys, what the heck are they talking about, right? <laughs> so, so that's exactly what you're doing. So, you, not only are you taking a lot of lab, uh, a lot of lab classes, right? Trying yeah. to learn how to be a lab tech, pretty much, right? So at least you know what's good and bad from your lab tech when you get out, right? Exactly, that's their whole point. Yeah, right. So then on top of that, you also are still taking all those class loads, and you're memorizing yeah. a lot. You mm-hmm. know, do you think the first or the second year was the hardest for you? Definitely first, because you are not used to it. And then by the end of first year, you get used to like two exams a week, like having to study, um, as much as you have to study. So once you've developed yourself, it's like kind of used to that pattern. Second year, it's easier in a sense, but it's still a lot. And then you just have to time manage. I think time management was more efficient, more uh, important second year because you have the lab work that you need to do. And so, um, mind you, like, this is me being at Maryland. Some different schools like have different processes at like different years. But at Maryland, we had like, um, the lab work during your second year. But, uh, so you don't have to come to every lab. So you can do everything on your own time. But whether or not you're going to learn, that's a different story. Uh, you can probably do your shortcuts that you learn somewhere else and kind of like not learn the proper way. But in clinic, they're going to make you follow the steps. So you should know everything. And like you said, it's to learn the proper way to do things and to know what's good and what's not. There you go. Yeah. So so, so now we've gotten past second year. We're almost into our third year, right? Mm-hmm. Explain to me the whole uh, board, you know, taken for your dental boards, the f- part ones. Explain yeah, that so- process and explain to me just basically anxiety because I still, I still have PTSD when it comes to that. You know, how, oh, how, yeah. how much anxiety I remember because that's what allowed us to move, for, move forward. I'm not sure how it is in Maryland, but go ahead. Yeah. So we actually take our first part one, uh, the National Board of Dental Examiners part one exam, uh, at the end of our first year. Oh, okay. So there you between go. the summer of our first and second year, we have like two months off. Okay. And then we could take that. Now, yes, like any exam, we freak out about it. And we study absurd amount of material trying to like, we buy the, we buy the dental decks, we buy, um, uh, the mastery app, we buy, uh, like the first eight books and stuff like that. Everything to like help you with studying for that exam. And then, uh, I don't know how much I can say about something. Well, no, uh, no. I mean, I, I don't want you to, you know, put it out there because I'm sure yeah. everybody has their own little sneak tips here exactly we're not talking about that i just want to know i just want to know basically how important is that first exam well you have to pass it in order to move on okay so yeah the second year so it is important but what i would say to people who are in that time don't freak out it's gonna feel like a really tough exam but 90 percent of people pass it i see and yeah so it's yeah the mastery app is really good for uh kind of getting you prepared for it got you and so when i was a dental student i remember my score for the first part of the boards right part one yeah my score for that kind of allowed 
specialties to look and say, do we even want to consider him or her for the uh, for our specialty? Yeah. Now it's a pass or fail, right? Is that the, yep. the model? So now, what do they use to determine if you should come into their specialty? So there, I'm because I'm not doing like perio or the other yeah, ones. Yeah, talk about I'm surgery. A, I'm not a hundred percent sure what theirs is. I think they have to take like the uh, advanced CAT or something like that, but I'm not sure. Um, but for oral surgery, we have an exam called the Comprehensive Basic Science Exam. Uh, CBSE for short. What that exam is, uh, is the exam that is pretty much a precursor to the USMLE step one. So it's the, it's pretty much the med school's board exam gotcha. for their part one. Gotcha. Except it's 200 questions rather than like a four or 500 hour, 500 questions and like eight hour exam. Our exam is five hours, 200 questions, all clinic based scenarios. So give me give me like a, a quick example of what oh. what somebody who was going to be taking this exam like what yeah. what's a question what's a question So the issue with these questions is that they're multiple part questions gotcha. and they have more than five answer options so you can't guess on these questions oh. you have to know yourself So it's a scenario then Yeah so like for example a 70 uh, year old male comes in with like a fever headache uh rash uh was in a car accident and something like that and then uh they say something that relates to this person has this syndrome so even in that scenario that i just gave you they gave you all that information but that has nothing to do with what you need so <laughs> then they give you yeah they give you information that hints to a syndrome and then they'll ask a question on what's the adverse reaction of the medication used to treat that syndrome there you go Okay. So it's like five parts to one question. <laughs> so, so not only do you have to pass the part one so that you can move yeah. on to your clinical uh, parts yeah. of dental school, right? Not only do you have to take another exam to try to even be considered for the specialty of oral surgery, yep. then you're still you're still having to pass dental school, right? So yeah. now you're in your third year. So now mm-hmm. you have to see patients. Yeah. Tell me how does your school prepare you to see patients and how anxious or freaked out you were when you first saw your first patient if you have any good stories let us know of course uh well this is where i'm gonna rant a little bit because our dental school does not help you prepare for that exam at all whatsoever for, for part one or for the no oral surgery? i thought you meant for the cbsc yeah exam. for the cbsc uh, oral ahead. surgery yeah okay. they don't at they, all no not okay. at all you are studying for it on your own got you now there are schools like columbia that take the science, basic science exams uh, with the med school. So those people tend to do a lot better on that exam. Now, seeing patients and uh, like for the first time and all that stuff, fortunate for me, I was very comfortable seeing patients because of my dad and like my history being in the field. I knew how to talk with patients. Uh, I wasn't nervous on that front. I was just nervous on knowing what I'm talking about. Right, right. Pretty much it. You're very nervous to the point that you're just flying around. You're like, you're jumping from one point to another and another and another. What you have to realize is that you know what you need to know. Everyone at that point knows what they need to know. It's just getting your brain to work in the, in the, in a specific manner so that you don't miss anything. So for example, um, the first time I saw a patient, they told me, something about their medical history or like she had some sort of cancer and then 
I just, I just go up to my faculty. We have to get what's called a start. So we have to get, uh, present the case and then tell them what we're doing and whatever. So usually a start, I was just like, I was babbling around. I was like, uh, oh, this person's on this medication. It's like hydrolyzed. Hi- hi- <laughs> hi- like you can never pronounce any of these words. Right, right. Are, are the medications. And so you're going to, uh, struggle with that. And then knowing what those, your, the medications are. Right. So there's that actually knowing the follow up question to when you get, ask something like right. asthma is the most common ones mm-hmm. is uh like how severe were your attacks or like have you been to the hospital and all that stuff so my my spiel is it is part of the learning process you're gonna mess up but it's so you can learn and develop yourself so really uh, yeah. really you just find just whenever this was all happening you were just kind of like oh my god i just don't want to screw up i just don't want to you know yeah. sound stupid i want to yeah, sound exactly. competent yeah. And I think that's the biggest fear a lot of people have is they don't want to sound stupid. And so they might, they're going to miss things and whatnot, but make mistakes. You're in dental school. That's the point. You're making your mistakes where you can be covered. Right. And, uh, you learn from it. And that's why I really like the whole process. Okay. And I like experimenting and I like, um, kind of being innovative and whatnot. And just, just alert because this is the time. So, do you think that um, the price of dental school is worth the admissions of dental school? You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's expensive now. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, people, yeah. What people are graduating with, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000. Do you know what a nice house looks like? That's what you could buy <laughs> with your tuition. So, do you think that it's worth it? And people say this all the time, but I want to hear from somebody who's about to finish. Do you think it's worth it? I pause. understand why it's that expensive, but do I think it's worth it? I I think the education is definitely worth it, but the price they have on it is not. Because first year, we we learned everything off of YouTube. So like we didn't learn anything from what the professors were saying. It's because their their job is to just throw the information out at us. In order for us to learn, we're using YouTube. So YouTube was our teacher. So YouTube is uh, free. So you're saying that the first year of dental school should be free? <laughs> yes, exactly. First year should be free. Uh-huh. Second year, I because of the lab fees and all that stuff, like, yeah, okay, that I can understand, but okay. you're still not. It, it, yeah, I don't think the price matches with uh, how it, yeah, with just how it is. So but do, you, the, do you yeah. think that most of your classmates literally have the same kind of feeling for what they're about to get themselves into do you think that they go man i honestly learned most of my stuff on youtube so why the hell am i paying a hundred thousand a year to sit here for what reason yeah no that's that's our number one topic of conversation every single year that's pretty much what we're doing okay and we're always talking about the same thing and wow. every class talks about the same thing right right yeah when it comes to graduating so you're about to graduate and you're all excited your class and you can speak for your class if you want and if anybody want from your class wants to come and talk about maybe what you said or if you think i'm wrong whatever yeah whenever you graduate you know if you listen to the previous podcast there was a gentleman that i had that talked about how you know the uh the corporations will come and give you guys lunch and learns and feed you and treat you like your kings and queens and so forth, right? Just to show yeah. that they can come so you can go work with them. 
Is that the same vibe that you're getting? Like, are these um, corporations coming into your school and saying, hey, come in, let me take you out to, you know, for a nice steak dinner, which I would never turn down. So, you know what's the best part of specializing? Uh. You ignore all of that. (laughs) (laughs) But for your classmates that can't ignore that. Yeah, for them. (laughs) No, they they do tell me about that stuff as well. Uh, They're telling me... um, like, yeah, we do have sponsors and everything that come by. I don't think they take us out to, like, lunches like that. Okay. But uh, we do have them sponsoring. Like, so the school, like, gives us, like, stuff. I'm kind of a little hesitant to name things. Well, I don't well you don't have to name yeah. anything. But, I mean, yeah. basically, there's got to be a, a give and take, right? No exactly. school is going to let someone come in there without, you know, greasing the palms a little bit. Right. Because that's how it was in my school. I mean, they would come in and all of a sudden, you know, we have a new, you know, more implants or we have a new this and a new that, you know. So I understand that. Uh, Do you think that dentistry is going in the right direction when it comes to the education you get and when it comes to when you're when you get out? Do you think that you're going to be prepared? Your classmates are going to be prepared to be dentists straight out. Uh. If they if they grew up in the dental field, they would be more comfortable. For the people who have who have never been in dentistry, will definitely want to do a GPR. Okay. So from my personal like experience, I believe that I am ready to be a dentist. But to ninety percent of my classmates that I talk to, they all want to do a GPR or like a specialty or something to enhance them because general dentistry just teaches you the basics. You're never really truly learning because you don't see your cases through. For example, you do this type of filling this way, you only see it for like a year. You don't see it like five years when it fails or something like that. I see. Um, like crowns, same situ- same situation. You're not learning long term about the quality of work you're giving. Um, but also, you don't get that much experience, and people are always questioning themselves, which is good, but you shouldn't limit yourself gotcha. by the yeah okay. by the questions. So so do you think that dental school and this will be it. I don't want to bother you too much. I know you're no, you're in please. a public location, so we hear whistling and stuff like that. <laughs> you uh, know, sorry. no, no, it's all good. But do you think that being in dental school gives you a false sense of security to say, man, my stuff is really good, but you've only seen it for about a year. You don't know what it looks like four, five, six years out, right? And do you think that yeah. everybody should? be required to take you know an additional year of training that's that's a very like <laughs> this, is, this is your that, opinion that's a topic we always talk about yeah this um, is your opinion i, yeah. w- I want to know from yeah. your your point of view do you think people should be forced to take uh an additional year because i do i absolutely do because i work yeah. with people who have taken that additional year and people that have not and i see a big difference yeah no yeah in that sense yes i i think uh I don't, I don't want to say like they should, but like if they feel like they need to, then yes. But I do agree any extra training will give you better quality of work or will give you more confidence, uh, little tips on how to do things to become more effective. So whether or not I believe, I'm, I'm only saying this because I personally don't believe that I need it. So I don't <laughs> think they have to. Right. So right, that's right. the thing. Okay. Yeah. So. Why do you think that having somebody in the dental field makes you more prepared to come right out of dental school versus not? Uh, because you're more familiar with the real world. Um, what part of it? If, if you're, if you're, um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm mostly thinking about like practice management, okay. dealing with patients, like all that stuff. Uh, like if you have like a family that's in the field, uh, like I did, um, I was able to be fortunate to like learn about what it's like to manage staff. Be, don't be wasteful. Like be, uh, proper with like, for, for example, taking out cotton rolls. Like take out the one or two that you need. Don't just take a handful and then throw the rest away. Right. Um, you learn those aspects, uh, in terms of the care or like the actual treatment that you provide. I think, um, that just depends on who your, the dentist that you're working for is. Got you. Because some dentists might give you really good work and then others might just show you a bunch of shortcuts. So right. Right. that all just depends. Okay, last question, and then I'll get uh, you, you. You can get out of here uh, without me having to give you a hard time anymore. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to you know up and coming dental students, uh, pre dent students, anybody that's going through this right now, what what advice would you give them about dental school and something that maybe you didn't know at the time, but now you know? Hmm. Wow. Uh, well, the number one thing is don't let the numbers bother you. Uh, always apply. You can only gain from it. Um, also, like I mentioned earlier, you make what you want out of dental school. It, you can make it be miserable for yourself or you can enjoy and have fun. Um, don't, don't be afraid to make mistakes. That's all, another thing I would say. And, uh, if you're there to learn. So if you're just kind of go out there, put yourself out there is what I would say. That's it. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, I honestly think this discussion will hopefully encourage people. To yeah. one, say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to the naysayers. I'm not going to listen to somebody who's going to just say, you're not worth it. You're not good enough. You don't have the grades and all that. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm just going to go ahead and try. Right. Yeah. But I also want people to be realistic. If you have a two, three GPA, you're not going to get in. Let's be real. You're not going to get in. Yeah. But maybe you talk to somebody who's in dental school and say, hey, what can I do to improve this? Or what can I take? What classes are you taking? Right. Yeah. I think it's a big community. I think it's a big lesson that needs to be learned that dent one dental schools are way too expensive. We know that. We yeah. all agree. But it, it is what you make of it. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of my friends that I have to this day are from dental school. So you make a camaraderie. You, you bond. Very yeah. much so, right? Because uh, you're all going through that same process. You're going through the same hell. Yeah. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think this will hopefully give people the encouragement that they need, the knowledge to say, yeah, I can do what I can do this, you know? And if I have yeah. the love for it, all I need to do is just give me the time. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to say uh, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate this. You know, again, I won't give you crap about your, your future choices. It's, <laughs> I still don't know why. <laughs> you're better than this. <laughs> if I can give you advice, you're better it's than this. It's a great program. Like, you're, you're, oral surgery is awesome. You're better than oral surgery. I want you to, I want you to know that, okay? And if you decide to it. not go forward and, and do perio and make your dad happy and proud, then let me know. <laughs> I will. My man. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. I mean, thank you so much for coming through, brother. I appreciate it. Bye. Take care. Yep. Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R E A L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional.